Hey, back on the Exeter show. Um, it, it was funny. Before the show, um, I was talking to Paul and Joe, and they didn't think there was any other podcast in the world. Because I said, hey, uh, Baker Mayfield, the guy who probably won't be the Browns quarterback anymore, was on a podcast. And they're like, what? Do you come on our podcast? I'm like, it's a different podcast. They're like, no, there's no other podcast than your podcast. So, first of all, Joe and Paul, thanks for your loyalty and respect and not even realizing that there's any other podcast in the world. I appreciate your everything, everything you guys do. I'm still not convinced that we didn't interview Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Yeah, it was all one of our goofy pop culture shows. Just because I don't remember it doesn't mean it didn't right. happen. We go well, it was... I don't really remember what I said to John Schlitt. Yes. For example. It well, was it was a on a different I show. No, I have no idea what I said. <laughs> you guys weren't on that show. Baker Mayfield came to talk about Frazier, and it was just weird. You know, we're like, you know, right, come on, yeah. talk to us about Frazier and talk to us about the Browns. It was very strange. No, but in all seriousness, I guess, for as much seriousness as I do on this, uh, Baker Mayfield was on a different podcast. I'll be honest, I've never heard of this one. It's called that uh, You Never Know, You Know What I Mean podcast. I, I'm not sure what the what they're trying to do on this one. I've never listened to it. You know what I mean? Okay. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I did. You never know. <laughs> because a criticism I've heard sure about what we do. Well, well, some people will talk about our podcast and say, you guys don't talk about the same thing. You always talk about something different. And well, I podcasts say, like people this. talk about our podcast? Yes. Yes. Many people. <laughs> Who is this person? Who <laughs> yes. is this person who's talking about our podcast? The thousands of people. Can but we invite them on and interview them next week? Well, there's only room for ten people. I mean, you can't interview a thousand people at one time. But oh, yeah, it's lying. Just uh, our, our best fans, right. in, who can be a guest. So I'm we'll not sure. Fight it out. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're trying to do on the. You never know. You know what I mean? Podcast, but I'm sure. Hey, they pulled Baker Mayfield. We pulled some big guys, but hey, right now Baker Mayfield be a side after guest. We should pull him. Go for hey, it. He might go anywhere to vent right yes. now. Strike while the iron's hot. Yes. That's just how we get our big name guests. They're, they're kind of like, all right, I still want to complain, so you know, I'll go complain with you guys then. So, all right. So, as you may have imagined, this was his first public comments after the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson. And, you know, um, it doesn't look like uh, Baker's going to start the season with the Browns. He's still in the Browns. Uh, the issue is he's uh, making $18.8 million next year. So if he gets traded, the other team's got to pick up the contract. And that's what's making it tough for the Browns to, uh, you know, trade him. Uh, they may release him, which is possible too. Uh, but a couple comments I want to ask you guys about. He made it clear uh, he didn't appreciate the way the Browns handled their business with him this offseason. I would imagine he would say that, right? I mean, the Browns said, hey, we don't want you anymore. Well, what do you I think mean, Baker's going to say? There are things that would make him say something like that. And the primary one is reality. Right. Because they could not have Brownsed that up anymore. Yeah. Than okay. they did. The only other thing they could have done was to have some type of parade where they marched him through the streets of Cleveland and handed out eggs for everybody to throw <laughs> them at Baker Mayfield right. 
and then bring him back to the stadium and say, okay, get ready for next season. Like it, you could not have been more disrespectful or dismissive of Baker Mayfield in the process than the Browns were. I mean, you draft him to be your future. He has a great season two years ago. He was injured last season. So I, I think he deserves a pass. And then without even, as far as we know, without even a sit down to talk about it, like, Oh, we're just going to bring in Deshaun. And I mean, how, how do you keep a backup at 18 million a year? Um, yeah. I, if he wasn't talked to about this, if, if there wasn't a, a long sit down, at least with Stefanski, um, they did him dirty. They may have did him dirty, but on the other side too, I, I think, and again, we back to Steelers, so we're, we're going to be critical of anything Browns related. But I, I think both sides did each other dirty. I mean, Baker was dumb enough to try to play hurt. He should have never played hurt. You know, he was going to perform poorly when he was hurt. <laughs> wait, wait, whoa, 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 has, whoa! Has Roethlisberger not done that for fifteen years? Fifteen years, <laughs> easy. Okay. Well, I know I can't name three games in a row that Roethlisberger played in healthy. All right, hot take, and and thank goodness this is going on behind the Secret Network, or I could be canceled. I think Ben played. Oh, I'm hurt. all ready to cancel you. I think and you're talking nonsense. I think Ben's a tough quarterback. I gotta tell you, especially early in his career, there were some stories that were told that made it seem like Ben was a bionic man. And I think one thing that's a given is Ben is a lot tougher than Baker. I, I think I could say it. I don't think it's even a hot take. However, I think, and I've heard this from some Steelers media over the years, that some of the stories have been told where they're like, oh, my gosh, we thought he was dead. And then by Sunday, he's like, he comes out and throws 800 touchdowns. Some people have said that, yes, Ben does play hurt. He's a tough man. But sometimes these stories tend to be exaggerated, either by Ben or some of the media. Now, listen, Ben's, you know there was that time during the 08 season when he only had one arm. You know yeah, that's yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. That's and, real. Somebody, and somebody glued Mark Malone's arm on his <laughs> other arm. And right. He stole through tons of touchdowns. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and over the years, even if Ben's hurting, you know, the team could sit there and say, you know, he's still going to p- perform well, so let's let him play. Baker Mayfield didn't have that track record to take back to the Browns. And Baker, was, I guess he was trying to prove something. He's like, oh, I, I'm going to play, I'm going to play. And, you know, we've talked about this a million times. He played both games against the Steelers, where if he handed the ball off 100 times a game, Browns probably easily win both games. Well, but he insisted he had to throw. Or Stefanski's fault. Yeah, I, I'd say both there are people who are calling in plays. Yeah, but he got I, there, to. There is nothing, and there is nothing <laughs> in me that believes that Baker Mayfield is somehow uh, at fault for doing literally everything he could do to 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 do completely revamp an entire franchise who is so colossally dedicated to doing the absolutely backwards thing. Right. There is nothing that he has done to jeopardize anything for the Cleveland Browns. He has done, he has given literally everything to that city was all in on Baker too. What's that? The city was all in on Baker. Uh, Right. Yes. But, but think about this too. 
it's like American Idol. Okay, you, I haven't watched American Idol since Simon was a judge, but you have these people who would compete well in the first rounds. They get further along the competition, and then they flop. They sing a song that just isn't as good as the other people. So like Simon the, the like forty starters for the Browns in the past twenty years, right? And it eventually gets to the point where Simon or the media or whatever you want to call it, Simon of the NFL, says, okay, you're just not cutting it. And they say, well, I tried hard. I'm having fun. Well, okay, you could try hard. You can have fun. Like at work, I could go to work and say, man, I'm really dedicated and I work hard. Well, that's good. I mean, I should be where I'm at because of that. But maybe I'm not the best person ever to perform Although I still try hard and I'm dedicated and everything. You guys are right. Baker gave everything to try to be a Brown. He gave a crap where I, I'm sure you couldn't say that about the other quarterbacks that played in the Browns during that time. Yep. But Baker needs to get to a spot where he sits there and says, yeah, I want to be out there. I want to win this game, but I'm not healthy enough to help my team win this game. I, you know, it's one that thing is if- on a coaching staff. And a medical staff to say you're not at a hundred percent. We're gonna go with the backup guy for this week so you can actually heal. It's and like other people work there, man. Somebody right. else has to be able to say something, and that's ridiculous to think that Baker Mayfield is gonna have to be responsible for pulling okay. himself out of games. That's nonsense. Okay, say say you. I understand your thought. I'm not saying you're crazy, I, but. Oh my God! But, but look at this. Okay, everybody else in the entire building has to be part of this decision-making process, and also maybe hire a backup that can actually do the job. How about okay. that? And then say, okay, our quarterbacks hurt. So, so the only other ever... option we have to do is to trade everything that we have and spend okay. two hundred and forty million dollars on a guy <laughs> who's got all these uh, accusations against him. Okay, this is nonsense. Okay, what? Well, like a, a couple. Of, this is supposed to be These us ripping Baker. Options. Oh my god! You're, you're trying you're, to rip Baker, and I don't know what you're talking. You're about. not. You're not following the script. This is lighthearted, making fun of Baker for twenty minutes, and we move on to do a mock draft. Uh, this isn't supposed to be. <laughs> let's drive to Mississippi or hurt each other. I mean, come on. Well, let me respond to a couple things you threw out. All right, Case, I'm gonna turn my mic off for a second so that I won't uh, interrupt. I gotta, I have to manage Case, myself because I can't okay. expect other people okay. to manage me for me who are part of this team. Case Keenum <laughs> won his only start. Well, let me take that back. No, I think he started one game, right? But the other game he missed was Nick Mullins had to start against the Raiders when all the Browns had COVID. But the only game he started, he won. Now. Case Keenum's not a franchise quarterback by any means anymore, but Case Keenum's not like me and Paul were out there trying to lead the team to win. I mean, you know, he's a dependable, okay quarterback. Sure, the, the other thing have to decide to do that, right? But the other thing too, and what you're saying is basically correct. I'm not saying you're you're out of left field, but think about yourself. Okay, say you have a cold tonight. Okay, now, okay, I have you a could tonight. right. So tomorrow, you're ready to go to your job, and you're sitting there, and you're like, okay, I can handle it. I'm tough. I, I don't want to leave the the, team, the school lurch, so I'm going to come in and just bow my way through it. Okay, now, you might go in, and the school says, well, dude, you have a cold. You know, we're in the midst of a pandemic. 
go home. We don't want you hacking on kids and everything. Right. Well, yeah, you could say, well, once I got to the school, the school was smart enough to tell me not to play. But isn't that onus kind of on you because you're saying, look, I'm not feeling up to speed. You know, like, don't rely oh, on the school. If he himself out of games, then how much are our are media people and the public and whatever going to rip this guy and go, oh, he just doesn't feel it. He's got a, he's got a cold. He's well, I mean, look at the respect today. Jay Cutler oh, gets for, soft, like, my, my left eye's twitching. I can't go in the game. I mean, I'm, I don't th- <laughs> unless your name's Jay Cutler, I, I don't think there's anyone in the NFL who is going to willingly say, I'm not feeling 100%. Uh, they're like, I will go right. out there if my head is half hanging off of my neck. Um, okay. But if you do what Ben did, and I still think Ben kind of exaggerated a little bit how he felt. Okay, you're, you're an icon. You're like, holy crap, this guy's arm fell off. He still threw 100 touchdown passes. Ben's Michael Jordan. He's like, I've got right. a fever of 105. Oh, let me put up 60. Just <laughs> Right. But if you go out there and – you're like, well, at least I tried hard. My arm was hanging halfway down. You're, you know, the fans are like, well, why didn't you hand the ball off to Nick Chubb? You, you know, why did you throw the ball at all? And you found that, especially in those games against the Steelers, the coaches were like, all right, you're going to throw 40, 50 times a game. And I'm sure Baker could have, yeah, the, the, uh, the coaches call the plays. But mm-hmm. if Baker was smart, he should went to the sidelines and said, dude, either take me out, I'm clearly not healthy, or keep me in, and I'm not going to throw a pass over two yards the rest of the game. I'm just going to hand the ball off. Because, look, Eight. I'm throwing interceptions and everything. $18 million to play starting quarterback. Right. But if How you do you not take, take that and know, understand that your responsibility is to be out there and be the starting quarterback? Not to say, oh, I'm not feeling great. Or it's not up to you. You, you got to be a goldfish, man. Like, oh, I just threw a bunch of interceptions. I still have to go out in the next series and not throw an interception. Hot That's take still for, my job. We talked about, and again, Dwayne Haskins signs a tragedy. I hate to bring up his playing career, but but, but you're we, gonna. We, well, we talked about the idea. He played for Washington. Okay, certainly. I wasn't in all the meetings. I wasn't following Dwayne Haskins around. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I, it has been said, and it's logical that Washington's a mess. If he went to a team on his draft day that was a little bit more put together, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, half the teams in the league that have teams aren't a mess, he could have played a lot better. Sure. So if Baker Mayfield, let's say, was drafted by Who's a good organization in Pittsburgh, like New England or something like that? Is it possible that if he was hurt like he was for Cleveland, New England would have just sat down with him and said, dude, you're fine. We don't hate you, but you got to sit out for a couple weeks. You can't come out and play. What Baker Mayfield did for the Browns last year was he kept on coming back to play, and the people in Cleveland that loved him are like, wow, how tough is he and everything? Well, maybe he's tough. The the play – Man, he was tough, but if he was struggling like he was struggling, he shouldn't have played. I mean, I guess that's my only point. It's not up to him. <laughs> I'm going to die on this hill. It's not <laughs> up to him. He shows up and says, I'm ready to play coach. 
You got doctors. You got all of the the teams that are helping prepare them physically. All of the coaches can all step in and say, "You can't do it." I'm watching you throw, and the balls doesn't have the zip. It's not reaching where it is. You don't have the accuracy. You're hurting yourself. We have to pull you. That's their job. His job is to show up every week, and if he's a little banged up, he says, "I can still go." That's everybody. Okay. Everybody. That's the people who get concussions and try to go back in the next play because you just go back in because that's where your life, that's your livelihood, and that's what you do. And the other people's responsibility is to say for the long-term effects on you right. and our team, we have to hold you out this week. It is on them. It is not his decision to sit out. It is well, the medical it, staff's decision. Well, I think we're having a chicken or egg argument here. You're it saying means, he has the ability to say, I don't feel like playing this week. No, it's not. And they I don't. don't. Well, what? let me say it like this. <laughs> Mom and Dad, stop fighting. <laughs> the Steelers have a good franchise. Yes. I think the Steelers have it built in where, well, in not even just football. Look at your jobs. Like, I like my job right now. Because mm -hmm. although I respect my employers, if they so say something, I do it. There is a little room built in where I can say, hey, can I make an argument for why I think I might be right? And they'll say, yeah. Oftentimes, they'll say, yeah. Now, I got to be respectful how I do it. I got to sit here and say, hey, here's why. Maybe we should do it this other way. And then whatever they say, I just go with. That's fine. But when there is kind of a, a built-in nature where the – player can come and say, look, I want to play. This is my livelihood. I'm going to do it. But I'm worried because if I play, I'm not going to play well. And I'm going to hate that for myself. The team's probably going to lose and everything else. I don't think that's built in the Browns. And I don't think that's built in the Baker, where Baker feels comfortable to say that. And I don't think Baker recognizes where his own body is. Same thing for the I, Browns. I don't think I don't, that's different from any professional athlete ever. I just feel like nobody, hardly okay. anyway. The only person I know who finally right. chimed in and say I cannot go in. I'm not risking myself. Is Antonio Brown, and so these are the options: be every other football player in professional football, or be Antonio Brown. Okay, but these are the options. There's no in between. Let, even let's, some let's go, Drew Bledsoe. He probably like. If there's any way, you play. <laughs> right. But. Okay, look at somebody Mal else says, no, you can't do it. You're not playing well enough. I'm going to have to bench you because you're hurt. Right. And, it, it, you know, you break the, it to him in a way that doesn't mess up with his psyche. But then you be a coach, Stefanski. Well, and, and the thing that's disturbing to me was Baker had two good years. Baker had two rough years. Mm -hmm. You know, he had a rough year because he was injured. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the other rough year? What was happening with him when he had the rough he year? He was new. Wasn't right. that this first year? Wasn't great? Right. Well. So it was like a bad first oh, year, and then he got oh. a little bit better, and then it was the pretty solid year. And okay. then last year where he was hurt the whole time. And I don't know why you give up on him, except that 
you're just thinking we're starting to get too close to having a bunch of pieces and I would like to blow everything on one guy who is not in any way a steady calming influence. And who oh, I'd like to bring in an entirely different wild card who hasn't played in a fact, game in from a different deck, like possibly from an Uno deck. Okay, and I well, want to play it in this poker game. Well, well, let's do this. I want to do a mock draft. It'll be fun okay. unless we will it be? Are you going to fire me up? <laughs> unless we start yelling at each other about who the Jets pick or something. I don't know. But um, let me read the sex quote. Maybe this will illustrate the point I'm trying to make. Okay. okay, so on the podcast, he says, hey, I feel disrespected 100% because I was told one thing and they completely did another. Yep. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. And you know what? Okay, I got my taste of it because I have four different head coaches in four years, a bunch yep. of different coordinators. I have my highs, and they always come back. Okay, I I get it. You had different leadership. Just think about a job that you have. Like, the job I have had, I've had one boss. Uh, one of the papers we work at, you know, somebody retired and somebody went across the country to go back to the job they always wanted. So there have been a couple different leaders in this place in the past couple months. Not The place is a great place to work. It just changes happen. You know what I mean? Part of life, though, is... Yeah, it stinks for Baker that he's had so many different head coaches for his young career, but you've got to deal with it. You know what I mean? You've got to adjust. Uh, I work in newspaper. I, and I don't know. I don't know where, why you are just <laughs> hell bent on taking it out on Baker Mayfield and completely giving a pass to the Cleveland Browns. No, I don't it, understand why you're doing this. I know you're trying to make a fun podcast and all of that stuff. Like we even talked about that before we got on here. Yeah. You are just you are you are issuing such a free pass to every oh, no. messy thing the Cleveland Browns have done and taking it all on Baker Mayfield, who's just a human being. Okay, the, the, the Browns are <laughs> seriously. Well, let me say this because maybe I'm not explaining that very well. Everybody's messed up. That's why the Browns are so messed up right now. It's not that you know the Browns team ownership is wonderful and that Baker Mayfield's a problem. They're both a problem. Because okay, Baker's right. You can't have a good team if you have four coaches in four years. No. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh the team we like has had three head coaches since nineteen sixty nine, which the more you think about it, is is probably the most it's amazing in, it's, stat. It's just insane. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I just insane. You can't yeah. go off you can't say a bare stab about the Steelers in that. Even I think that's even more amazing than six Super Bowls, to be honest with you. Because co teams don't usually do that. No. So yes, screw the Browns. The Browns shouldn't have done that. They're a mess because they can't keep a head coach. I totally agree. But that said Think about yourself at work. Yeah, if you're at a place where there's four different boxes in four years, if you're not comfortable with it, you could say, hey, maybe I quit and do something else. But part of it is you try to adjust. Like in my industry, when I got out of college, the newspaper industry was you just collected newspapers. There was no website or anything else. It's totally changed. And yeah, it kind of stinks. And some ways it would be nice if we still you know, just carry newspapers around, but we don't do that anymore. So to survive and evolve, you've got to deal with the garbage that you, you're dealt with. I do that in my industry sometimes. Baker 
has got to do that. And I'm not absolving the newspaper industry or the Browns team or whatever else, but you, you just you got to flow off the punches a little bit. Or you sit you there and say... Think, do you not think he's done that for four years and he dragged the Cleveland Browns kicking and screaming into the playoffs? The Browns why? were in the playoffs. Well, playoffs? Why did... We're talking about playoffs? Well, With and the they almost beat the Chiefs. Huh? Well, let me give you another hot take, to be honest with you. The go. Browns and... Yeah, I'm losing my screen. Um, <laughs> who was the dope that got all those guys coming to the Browns? They've had 500 GMs in the past three months. Um, the buddy boy guy. The guy that oh, they know. let go. I can't remember. I can't remember, too. Well, one guy brought in Cream Hunt and all these well-known Browns players. Yeah, yeah. They brought in successful people, you know, and I don't think Baker Mayfield's a franchise quarterback. I'll say it. I think you guys will agree with that, too. I don't think it was Baker Mayfield's fault. I just think there was no stability in the organization. Yeah, and that's an even bigger problem than Baker. But I guess what I'm saying is if I'm Baker Mayfield, and maybe he didn't have the maturity back then to do that, why didn't he go to Cleveland the second time they fired a head coach and said, hey, I know he hasn't produced, but I'm working with him well. If you want me to develop as a quarterback, you got to keep this guy. And if you still want to fire him, find a new quarterback. And still this is his responsibility? That's why Deshaun Watson's a member of the Brown. Dear, I mean, of the dear, Browns right dear, now. Dear owner of my newspaper, it would really help me to be a better reporter if you would stop firing my bosses. You're not making that. You're not sending that email. You're not calling that meeting. Well, I'm, <laughs> that I'm one, his job, man. His job. Right, but I'm one of 500. Keep firing the people that okay. he can talk to about it. Right, but I'm one of 500 journalists in the paper. I'm, I'm sure they, well, they can say, all right, then take off. We'll find somebody to replace you. Exactly. You're talking about a franchise quarterback that the Browns couldn't find for 20 years. Yeah, the Browns said he still wasn't one. Right, but I, I guess you didn't one have say, that leverage to like say, "Well, stop hiring my coaches." Like, what do you <laughs> want him to do? Well, until they were able to stomach bringing a guy like Deshaun Watson, who else was out there that they could have gotten? You know, and I don't when know. They, it seems like they had the first pick of the draft every single year for right. 153 <laughs> years straight. So it right. seems like they could have gotten Deshaun Watson before when they were drafting. Right. Well, when to think they bypassed Josh Allen. Now I know at the oh, yeah. time of the draft, do we want to play that game? Cause we, yeah, got, yeah. We could have a whole nother podcast <laughs> and all the people they did not Definitely. draft. Right. Right. So, I, I mean, I guess what I'm saying throughout this whole thing is, Yes, the Browns are a screwed up, messed up organization that, you know, they better hope they got this Deshaun Watson thing right, or they're going to really go Uh, south. I'm not not confident in that. I'm not either. I mean, Um, I I will say I would would feel better with Baker Mayfield's hands under Hassenhauer's butt this season than Mitchell Trubisky or Brett Mason Rudolph III. Were both Um, Trubisky or Rudolph? Because yeah. I was about that was my next turn was to say I'd feel more comfortable with Mayfield than I would Rudolph, for sure. 
I don't know if I feel the same about Trubisky, but I would definitely take him as a backup before Rudolph. Yeah. That's that's me. Well, because I'm true. I'm now I I'm now at a place where I want to see what Baker Mayfield could do with a at a real team, and somebody who plays with that kind of heart is hard to is hard to find. Uh, oh. He doesn't have all the skill set, but he also has time. He actually still is young, but I but you talk about an undersized guy who plays with a lot of heart. I, I there's it's not out of the realm of possibility that we could be talking about some of the undersized quarterbacks, a la not that he's the same as, but like a Drew Brees, who's an undersized guy who plays with big heart. He Brees had a lot more accuracy, but he also came in with a completely different preparation style than than Baker Mayfield. He plays with a different style, but I think you could get Baker to play more like that if you had a staff that could get somebody to work that way. Okay. Well, let's go here because I want to do a mock draft. Hopefully we'll have fun with that one. You can mock but, that draft. Yes, yes. Yes. And believe me, unlike some other drafts that took place today, I'm, we're not taking kickers <laughs> with the 14th pick of the draft. Yes, I know I work with I'm behind the steel number curtain. one, baby. Yeah, but that's crazy. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say Those I'll Jags need some kicking. Well, well, let's end it with this because we can play chicken egg for the next 10 hours if we really wanted to. Like you said, Joe, I know I've ripped Baker Mayfield to shreds over the past half hour. Mm-hmm. If he gets released and the Steelers can get him for six or seven million, I'd say go for it. And I'll tell you another thing on top of that near the end of the podcast, so we can break this podcast down at night. But he said, hey, I don't like playing for four head coaches in four years. No, I'd like to go to a would. more stable organization. Now, yeah. the Steelers aren't the only stable organization in the NFL, no. right. but it's a lot more stable than the Browns ever will be now or, or ever in the future. And there are and, other teams where there is similar instability. The Browns are not unique. Right. So I'm thinking if he got released, and who knows what's going to happen. I, I think it's going to depend on how the draft goes, not just for the Browns or Steelers, but for a lot of different teams. If he got released, I think there might be a better average chance that he knocks on the Steelers' door if no reason to say, hey, maybe I could start for these guys. And if I start for these guys, let me do a Ben and beat up on these guys twice a year. Yeah. And if that happens, I'm not going to be upset. Because I'm here, I'm here for that. I would I would love that <laughs> so hard. Well, if they could get him on a prove it deal for under say Mitch's contract, yeah. seven million a year, yeah, and say, look, we're not upsetting anybody. I mean, it could be a Baker versus Mitch versus uh, Mason, or even versus whoever they may or may not Pickett get in the draft. Or, Willis or whoever else is left. Yeah, and just say the best person available, and then, Nick. you know, wow. Baker's your third best quarterback, you trade him. You know, who cares? You know, so, I don't know. Yeah, I just think the, the, the price tag on him right now is everybody's balking at, because there aren't any real, true first day out of the gate uh, starting quarterback jobs open. The ones that are potentially available there's some contest so you don't necessarily want to drop 18 mil on a dude who's probably still has a, a 50 50 chance of ending up as your backup no there isn't any clear starter jobs that are out there right now they waited too long well and the browns are going to do this but 
he still fits under their salary cap. If I'm the Browns, and thank goodness I'm not the Browns, but why don't you just keep Baker and say however long Tashaun suspended, four, six, what, how many games? It? Why in the Ooh. world would Baker go in? If I'm Baker, I'm ball. If, if Baker goes in and plays for the Browns after they'd done him like they did, Every team in this in this league should be looking to get that guy on your roster. If he's right. still going to perform for the Browns after that nonsense, good grief. That guy yeah, well, has a heart bigger than legal limit. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is, say Baker goes crazy, throws 20 touchdowns, one interception. So you're going from, from a Browns perspective, a guy that you can't give away, to could you imagine if he started a year like that? Say Deshaun got suspended for six games. Which is possible. Which if, is likely. Yeah, if Baker throws like 20 touchdowns, one interception, Browns are like 6-0 and going crazy, yeah, they would have to bench Baker because Deshaun just spent $230 million guaranteed on him. But if he <laughs> breaks out like that, now instead of, hey, we can't give him away, there's you know 20 teams in the NFL want to trade for him for his $18 million contract. And Baker, now he gets paid $18 million. If you release him and he signs with the Steelers for $4 million, he just lost $14 million. You know what I mean? So that's a way he can protect his... I have to believe he, firmly you have already lost the $14 million. You've already lost it. You might as well just throw it on the pile of the 230 that you've already paid to shop. Right. It, but, but, now we're playing with Monopoly money. Like, what, do you, what is the point? You're well, not what, really saving anything. You've done screwed the pooch already. To right. say, you know, I only kind of screwed the pooch. That's no. Well, and the fact that the Browns are bringing Jacoby Brissett is almost saying that they're expecting they're him not to play, play or they, they don't want him to play. Right. But I was just saying, if for some reason, what better way of saying screw you to the franchise? You ball out. You're just the best quarterback in the league. And then you know they're going to get rid of you. They're not going to like drop Deshaun Watson because you're playing well. You know that you know you gave two hundred thirty million guaranteed Deshaun Watson. They almost have to keep Deshaun Watson. So now you know you're getting a better contract. You'll get traded by trade deadline. You'll probably be able to say, "Hey, renegotiate my contract before you know this trade happens." Heck, Baker could get the thirty thirty five million he wanted anyway. So who knows? All right. But now you're telling them to be a company man and just go in and do what the company tells you after you just spent an entire podcast <laughs> saying that he should That's have true. taken his own uh, life in his hands and say, I, I, thank you, Browns. You're too messed up for me. I'm a conflicted man, Joe. I don't, <laughs> you I don't you know. are. <laughs> and you make me conflicted, too. I just I, want I want good things for Baker Mayfield now, and I think the best thing for him is getting out of Cleveland. We got to apologize to Paul. I'm looking at Paul over the past 10 minutes. He, he looks like those after-school specials with mommy and daddy yelling at each other. And Paul's that 10-year-old. Holding his head in his hands and yeah. sleeping in the corner. Like, Why? Oh, he goes between that to just absolute, like, Cheshire cat grinning. Yeah, like, yeah. This is hilarious. I have a front-row seat to these two morons arguing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you talk about a conflicted person. Paul's conflicted because half of this is like, Paul's like, yes, they hate each other. And then half of it's like, Mom, they're fighting you. He's going back and forth between glee at argument to 
I'm so bored. So I don't know. no, I, I'm just thinking like, okay, there's another ten therapy sessions in the books yes, I gotta go yes. to. Nah, yes. right? Oh man, it'll be all right. We wouldn't want you to be we'll out be of things fine. to talk about. <laughs> we'll be fine. We're here. I, I'll be arguing about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I'll be it's honest. I fault. love podcasting. Part of podcasting is getting arguments. The good thing about it is I've already forgotten what I'm arguing about because I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. You the, wanted to talk about this so desperately. Oh, well, no, it's, that, it's, it's a good podcast and I, done, and I done wrecked your podcast. <laughs> if we did this 15, 20 years ago, yeah, I would want to talk about it because I'm thinking about nothing else and I'm fired up and I want to win the argument. Now I'm just more like, hey, what a good podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep, time's up. Let's uh, let's have a yes. podcast. <laughs> if we tag Baker, maybe he'll be on our podcast next week. And uh, just <laughs> like send me a jersey, yeah, yeah. Check out our other segments, including the one on the uh, guy who who drinks as part of Lent to save money. I'm bringing this up because I'm looking at my direct messages, and he has not messaged me back yet. So I was hoping to get a response. Uh, but yeah, he check out our podcast. Predisposed. It'll be good. <laughs> Yes, predisposed. Yeah, yeah. If you want a more fun podcast where we take the heat off each other and, t- and bring on some poor guy from Cincinnati, that's the one you should listen to. It should be good. All right. Well, for Joe and, and Joe, I love you, man. I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad at you. I don't even know what we were arguing about, you're so not, it's all good. And for Paul, I didn't do this right. If you're still, if you're not mad at me. Paul, don't go into therapy. We'll be okay. So, burrow back under the hole. Yes, definitely. All right, check out our podcast. Y'all have a great day. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.